following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. You can put your weed in there. Stone is Oh, check this out. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. A lot of people don't realize this, but you can put your weed in there. This is the Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. It's Mark Greg here, Prune Tang. If I can use a medical term. Man, oh, man. You're gay. There's no facts in, in the church. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well, but words are my shit. Ah, fuck yeah. Stoner Jesus Show Live, Chapter 2, Verse 20, celebrating 10 years on Twitter tonight. Ten years on the social media platform. Twitter. No, not ten years on some chick named Twitter. Come on, guys. With your jokes and whatnot. I am your host, Stoner Jesus. You find me on Twitter with Stoner Jesus. <laughs> 420 BDJ Sexy Hippie. Chilling in the chat area. What is up? my audio sound okay? I think so. Maybe it just sounds weird to me. I don't know. In any case, welcome everyone. Stoner Jesus Show. We were doing a live on February 17th, 2019. It was 10 years ago today that I made the fateful decision to join Twitter. We'll talk about that. And uh, a new segment for the show. We haven't done a new segment on the show in a long time. I just keep recycling the same old horse shit. <laughs> but this time, I have something new. Yes, that's right. God damn it. Uh, also, 10 things I learned from Twitter, which is really it's six things I learned from Twitter plus four things I remember St. Peter telling me that he's learned from Twitter, which combines for 10 because it's been 10 years. Now, for those of you saying you stole that off the that top 10 list thing off of Dave Letterman, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who that is. In any case, also tonight, we're talking about the, the Juicy Smollett guys. I hate to his name, say his name. Juicy? Jussie? Jussie Smollett? I gotta be honest with you, I had no idea who this dude was before all this. Maybe that was the point. I don't know. Also, uh, the Carlton dance and the racist motherfuckers who wouldn't let it be copyrighted, you cracker fucking honky prick bastards, and El Chapo. El Chapo. What's going on with El Chapo? I don't know. He's got problems, man. <laughs> he's got he's got problems, dude. El Chapo's got problems. BDJ Sex Hippie, yes. Uh, Dre1FDA says, nice, absolutely, long time no see. VDJ, uh, I am looking good. Whether I look better than I sound, I don't know. I mean, I look pretty fucking good. I had the whole uh, homeless lumberjack thing going on. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the dope shit. Let's cut that music, that's enough. Goddamn, calm down. Calm down with all that shit. I mean, if you want to email the show, of course, you can. SternJesus420 at gmail.com. SternJesus.net, a bunch of social media links there that you can find. 
and check out also audio of the show. You can find us on CannabisRadio.com as well, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, etc., etc. Of course, the live streams we do on Periscope and Twitter. Whenever I can get around to it, as uh, like tonight, tonight's a special night. So we're here at Jesus 420 on Twitter and Periscope. If you're on Facebook, you can join our group for the show, Disciples of Stoner Jesus. Search Disciples of Stoner Jesus on the old Facebook to find uh, what you're looking for or whatever. As I said, coming up in this segment, a brand new part of the show. But first, 10 years on Twitter. Now, I know a lot of you haven't followed the history of the show. It's been a long history of the show. In fact, February 26th, which will probably be our next show, we'll be celebrating eight years of podcasts on stonerjesus.net. But let me take you back, if you will, if you'll take a little journey with me, back to February of 2009. In many ways, it was a simpler time. You know, it was uh, Barack Obama had just become president. Uh, you know, things were, uh, the economy was kind of, you know, shit. Social media was kind of a new thing. We were doing this show, myself and Dank Raven and Stoner Schizo and St. Peter, we were trying to put some audio together, trying to, the show was still kind of formulating itself as after several years of fits and starts and doing live shows on Blog Talk Radio and recording podcasts uh, for, um, the hell was the name of that? The first, Podomatic. We used to we just put uh, shows up on Podomatic. And uh, like I said, we were trying to get, get it together. We're still trying to coalesce something that would become the Stoner Jesus Show, the now legendary Stoner Jesus Show. And as part of that was finding ways to promote the show because nobody knew who the fuck I was. I was on MySpace. I had like 15,000 friends on MySpace, which, yes, I know that's a pretty big goddamn deal, but it wasn't big of enough of a deal for us to get the word out as much as we wanted to. Of course, you know, we had followings on Blog Talk Radio, and people could follow us on Podomatic and things like that. I didn't like Facebook. I thought it sucked. MySpace, you could tell by 2009, was kind of... Uh, uh, listing in the water like a uh, like like the Titanic before it broke in half. It just it wasn't great. I was on something called Stickem, S T I K A M. I don't know if it's still around. You could do shows. I was on uh, I was one of the people that would be on going there and smoke with uh, Bong TV live. He's still around too, by the way. I don't know if he's still on Stickem, but I see him on Instagram and show like that. So I was on there. We were doing shows. I did shows on Stickem. We were doing the audio. And Stickham had a thing, and it's first I ever heard of Twitter, and said, uh, well, you can sign up for this new social media network, Twitter. And explain what it was, you know, 140 characters, a little microblogging, whatever the the pitch was. I thought, hey, that looks pretty cool. So I think I was one of the first, I don't know, I want to say first 20 million on Twitter, which I know that's a lot of people, but considering that, you know, a billion people have signed up and, and been on the platform and left since then, it was pretty, it was early. It was 2009, February 2009. So I got on Twitter, and then, of course, uh, I started spamming the shit out of people on MySpace, on my friends. You could do those bulletins on MySpace, so I would just, any way I could, get people to come follow me on Twitter. And that was the beginning of what eventually became an account that had 150,000 followers. Now at around 141,000, uh, I kind of, like, the little purge they did, I lost about 7,500. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who those people were. I've done audits of my Twitter, and it says it's 91% real followers, so... It is what it is. But right now we hover around 141, 142,000 followers, 10 years, 100-something thousand tweets. Just, uh, it's, oh, it's too much, really, if you think about it. But it's brought a lot of people to the show. We found a lot of people and contributors to the show through it. It's 
it is what it is. Like I like to call it the special ed class of the internet, and it truly is. And how much longer to last? I don't know. Whether something will replace it, uh, but it's it's where I spend most of my time still when I'm on social media, which is a lot less than it used to be. I spend a lot less time on social media. And I'm doing shit. You know, I got I'm doing three shows now. I do articles. I got a lot of shit going on. But as I said, I always return here. This is the flagship. This is the one where I don't answer to anybody else. I don't have to worry about what anybody else thinks about what I say. Everything else I do, you know, there are people who are, you know, who are, you know, part of that that, you know, are are counting on it being not as hardcore as this, I guess. But this, this is Stern G Show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can say whatever I want. I can flip you off. Look, flip, fuck you. Fuck you. See? I can if I did the other the other shows or, or in print or something and told people to fuck off, people would think I was crazy. But I do it here and it's endearing. <laughs> it's character building for you motherfuckers who are watching. And yes, probably a good time to point out that I always used to say back in the day, especially when we go back to two thousand nine, I said that this would never this would always be an audio podcast, it would never be a video show. Now look at me. I got graphics. I got shit going on. I got hats. I got glasses. I got uh, wild woolly beards. I, there's all kinds of shit going on here now. All kinds of shit. So that is our celebration of 10 years on Twitter. It was February 17th, 2009. And uh, just we here, here we are. We've evolved through 10 years. We continue to plow forward. Now, I can make a your mom joke right there, but I want you, you know what? You go ahead and do that in the comfort of your own home. Don't forget, February 26th, we celebrate eight years on stonerjesus.net. That was the point where I got really tired of blog talk radio and the technical issues and all the bullshit. And I just wanted a place where people could come and listen to the show. They don't have to worry about anything else. And that's how stonerjesus.net was born. It's all, it's all very great uh, origin stories. <laughs> uh, V-A-B Pi Day said, fuck you too, Jesus. That's right. See? See? A little back and forth. Get a little going. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Now, new segment on the show. As I said, we haven't done a new segment on the show. And fuck, man, I don't know, a long time. Really, really long time. Like I said, I recycle the old shit. I beat the proverbial dead horse until it can be beat no more. It's a bloody, bloody pulp. But here is a new segment on the show. It's called No One Gives a Fuck What You Think About Legalization. That's right. The name of the new segment is No One Gives a Fuck What You Think About Legalization. And if you're sensing that I'm about to tell you something about legalization, you're right. You're saying stern. Jesus, that don't make any sense. That make any fucking sense. What, did you bump your head earlier today to come up with this dumb segment? No one gives a fuck what you think about legalization, but you're about to tell us what you think about legalization, so why should we give a fuck? Well, that's the point, asshole. Don't fucking question me. I know what I'm doing. Here's my point. Say you have two people. One person is very pro-legalization. They love it. They think it's great. They swear by cannabis. They know many, many people who, are, who can benefit from cannabis. You know, there are kind of people. Pro-legalization, vocal, yes, we're going to do this. Yes, we cannabis. Rah, rah, fucking A. 
That's the first person. The second person is some ignorant asshole who says that, oh, marriage smoking joints gives you lung cancer and kills brain cells, and it's going to make you retarded and live in a gutter, and you're going to be smoking meth by next fucking Tuesday if you use marijuana. So you have these two people. You have cool prohibition guy, and you have asshole ignorant, or a cool, cool anti-prohibition guy, and you have asshole ignorant pro-prohibition guy, and you have them both right here, and both of their opinions are equally fucking irrelevant. The thing about marijuana is when someone uses or grows or sells marijuana, they are not infringing on the rights of anyone else. Therefore, they are not committing a crime. And I know I say this a lot. I say it probably more than anything else other than some variation on some sexual act that I performed on your mother last night. But second to that is how often I say that marijuana should be legal because you're not infringing on the rights of anyone else to use, grow, or sell it. So both of the opinions that I talked about earlier, the, the cool dude and the shitty dude, both of them are fucking irrelevant. No one cares. It shouldn't matter. You can have opinions on all kinds of shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, uh, well, I was uh, talking the other day about uh, people who say that, um, you know, they don't want medical marijuana or marijuana legalization to become the quote-unquote wild, wild west. That stupid shit phrase that's been so overused in the cannabis press and the press talking about cannabis, the wild, wild west. Legalization is going to be the wild, wild west. It's crazy. It's crazy. First of all, that makes no sense. That makes zero sense. The wild, wild west, unless everything I've ever seen or read or any documentary I've seen or movie or TV show that did anything about the wild, wild west, unless they were all fucking lying to me, I don't think the wild, wild west was this heavily regulated, heavily restricted, uh, seed-to-sale, software-tracked, we got a thumb up your ass, we're going to know every goddamn thing you fucking do for the rest of your fucking life if you're in the cannabis industry, system. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I don't remember saloons uh, having to close at uh, 7 o'clock at night because the man said so. It's stupid. It's stupid. But you can have stupid opinions. Have all the stupid opinions you want. Shovel that shit all over the internet. I don't care. Tell people, like I tweeted the other day, tell people not to use marijuana. I don't give a fuck. It's more for me. Fuck them. Yeah, don't use it. Go away. We're cool with what we got here. We'll use this and we'll grow more and you don't need to worry about it. I know you've heard it's cool. It's not that great. It's not for you. Move on to something else. I don't care if you tell people not to use it. I don't give a fuck. But when it rises to the certain level, that certain level, of course, being criminality, then we have a problem. That's when we have to give a fuck what some dipshit thinks about legalization. Oh, a new poll says 60% of the fucking morons we talk to think marijuana should be legal. Hot shit. That's great. 62% of the fucking morons they called think marijuana should be legal. That's great. Oh, well, then let's legalize it then. No, fuck that. That's not the reason to legalize it. The reason to legalize it is because it should never have been prohibited in the first place because the people who use, grow, and sell it are not infringing on the rights of anyone else. And we got to go by the fucking, uh, the latest Gallup-Dixon poll, the next fucking country bumpkin, and what his thoughts on whether or not I can smoke a joint in my own fucking house. Fuck that guy. I don't give a fuck what he thinks about legalization. I don't give a fuck what you think about legalization. It shouldn't 
matter, and someday we'll get to a point when it no longer matters, whatever your opinion is on it. No one cares. No one cares. And it shouldn't matter. And I know we see the polls, and this poll says that, and this poll says that, and like I said, why? Why? And you hear this lawmaker say, oh, well, we think the lawmaker in Florida the other day said, well, we got to... We can't allow smokable marijuana in Florida, medical marijuana in Florida, because, you know, it would be the wild, wild west, and uh, we want to keep a, a tight rein on that. We want to keep a tight rein on whether or not uh, grandma in a fucking nursing home in Jacksonville can smoke a doobie in a room. we got to worry about that shit. we got to worry about whether or not some fucking uh, uh, 50-year-old guy is sitting on the beach in Key West uh, smoking a blunt. The fucking lawmakers of Tallahassee of Florida, they got to worry about that shit because it's very important we get their input on what these other fucking people that they've never met are doing in their home. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Thanks for being in the chat room. VJ's in there. Um, Wags, Die Day, Puppers. Fucking A. Everybody in the Periscope chat room. It's just... And then the weird thing is that I spend my life every day covering the cannabis news, putting out my opinion on legalization, talking about other people's opinion on legalization, and none of it's necessary. None of it's necessary. The only thing I should do is this show. It's the only thing I should have to do. But my, I have a whole other career of writing and talking about legalization, whether it's marijuana or hemp, and talking about why people should give a fuck about what I think about legalization and why I'm right. And it's all useless. It's all useless. Because some dead motherfuckers from back in the day decided, well, this is going to be legal because, of course, they know better than we do what we should choose to do in our own homes. But I just don't give a fuck. I just don't. I hear some old, stupid lawmaker droning on and on just every cliche in the book from right out of dare class from 30 fucking years ago why he thinks this why we should do this why we should have this restriction why we should have this regulation why we're worried about this mythical wild wild west bullshit if there was a historical period that i if i had the power to bestow a historical period upon marijuana legalization it would be the wild wild west yes yes all of it all of it you want to buy 18 fucking ounces of weed and go home and smoke it? Yes. Yes. You got a greenhouse in your backyard? You got a farm? You got 68 fucking plants? Hell yeah. Grow that shit. Sell it to somebody. Fucking give it to somebody. I don't fucking care. Yes, the wild, wild west. Willy-nilly, just motherfuckers growing and selling and smoking weed all the time. Everywhere. Everybody's smoking the weed. And they say that like, oh, well, because you, you bring up the Wild West, you get the, your, the, your picture you get is people getting shot in the streets. Wild Wild West, yeah. Motherfuckers just shooting each other. That's not what, that's not what the Wild Wild West of marijuana would be. It would be throwing doobies at a motherfucker. That's right. That's right. Hardcore shit. Like you walk down the street and you see some dude, you take a joint and you put it like this on your fingers and you flick it right in his face. He's like, fucking bro, what's that? And you're like, it's a fucking doobie, asshole. Smoke it. He's like, you know what? I will. 
and Will Smith comes out and starts fucking dancing on a Wild Wild West song. That's what I envision. Maybe you don't like my vision. It's too bad. Because <laughs> no one gives a fuck. What do you think about legalization? I need a jingle. I don't have a jingle. It sucks. I'm one jingle-less motherfucker over here. Star Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 20. Coming up, I got 10 things I learned from Twitter. We'll also talk about that guy from that show that apparently didn't get beat up. And uh, and the other guy from another show who didn't get his dance copyrighted because there's some uh, racist cracker fucking motherfuckers at the uh, copyright office. And El Chapo. So to be clear, we're talking about two black people and a Mexican. It's for anybody who claims there's no diversity on this show. Two black people and a Mexican, motherfucker. So there you go. Everybody who's uh, checking us out in the chat room, retweet, hit the heart, share, all that bullshit. We got a lot more coming up. Make sure you check out stonerjesus.net for all information on the show, episodes, social media links, all that crap on stonerjesus.net. Also, cannabisradio.com. Check out all of the other... uh, the podcast and shit on sternjesus.net and cannabisradio.com. It's fantastic. Not the other podcast on sternjesus.net. It's just me. Cannabisradio.com has like 58. I don't know. I stopped counting a long time ago. There's tons. There's tons of that shit. You go check that shit out. Not because you want to, but because I told you to. And then once you're there, you'll find out that you want to. Ten things I learned from ten years on Twitter. Coming up, Dick Nuggets. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everyone. Stoner Jesus here to tell you about another awesome Stoner Jesus Show sponsor, Cannabis Seeds USA. Check out that Cannabis Seeds USA banner on StonerJesus.net. Let me ask you a question. Do you live in a state where it's legal to grow? There's lots of them. There's dozens now. Medical and recreational states. Do you need seeds? Do you need seeds shipped in the U.S.? Well, check out Cannabis Seeds USA. Click their banner on stonerjesus.net. They got indoor and outdoor seeds. They have tons of strains. They have hybrid. They have sativa. They have indica. Everything you need. OG Kush, Sour Diesel, Grape Ape. They got single seeds. They got packs. Click that Cannabis Seeds USA banner on stonerjesus.net. If you live in a legal state and you need seeds shipped in the U.S., you need to check out Cannabis Seeds USA. Go click their banner on stonerjesus.net and check them out. Cannabis Seeds USA. The Stoner Jesus Show is brought to you in part by Hemptations.com and PlanetEverywhere.com. They got a lot of awesome stuff for you to check out. But don't just take my word for it. Let Beach, the owner of Hemptations, Tell you all about it. It's a very large selection of hemp goods, everything from reusable coffee filters to frisbees, bandanas, everything planted everywhere on the site is made in Cincinnati, Ohio, made locally. We also have other retail products from our cosmetics, uh, earthly body product, bags on the retail site. You know, Again, uh, anybody local in Cincinnati can go to hemptations.com and get the info on the stores. Planted everywhere is our .com is our retail site. You 
can hit me up on Hemptation Beach or like my Facebook page, Hemptations or Hemptations 2. I'm on Twitter, Google, <laughs> I'm on the internet everywhere, just like everyone. Um, you know, we love to hear from people all over the world, positive things about industrial hemp. That's what I do. That's what we do. Largest selection of industrial hemp on the planet in the stores. And I'd like to grow that inventory to be able to say that I haven't actually checked out all the other hemp retail spots to see if we have the largest amount on our planet everywhere but uh, it's a it's a fair it's a fair selection and as beach always says having temptations get informed get inspired and get connected on ncia's cannabis industry voice mondays on demand only on cannabisradio.com yeah St. Peter, stir Jesus on the track. Get your weed ready, bitches. Yeah. Let's go. Light it up, Peter. Now it's time to blaze up, lighters up, lighters down. And here's how you're going to do it. Breathe in, now breathe out. Joints up and joints down. Smoke up, smoke up. Tell me what you're going to do now. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Hot. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Weed. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Hot. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Now I know y'all be loving this shit right here. M-A-R-Y. Jane is right here. People in this bitch, show them joints that you got. Because you like pot. And we like pot. 420, this is the dope shit. Choking on a spliff, choking after a big hit. Where the fuck you at, weed man? I need to break some shit up so I can get blazed the fuck up. Get baked while I fuck this track up. Yeah. It's a dope shit, yo. Now smoke in, now smoke out. Joints up or joints down. Blaze up, blaze up. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Breathe in, now breathe out. Blunts up and blunts down. Took up, took up. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Hot. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Weed. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Hot. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Cannabis use isn't the only thing growing. So are we. Grow with us. CannabisRadio.com. Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone of Tilk Radio. All you have to do is decriminalize. We don't need a government regulation to tell us this is good pot, that's bad pot. We don't need any of that. The Tommy Chong Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to my world. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Pierre Savon speaks to patients, advocates, and professionals 
to keep you informed on all the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry on Alternative Talk, presented by AlternativeVibes.com. Tuesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Bumping, it's bumping, son. Stoner Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 20. Doing it live on Twitter and Periscope at Stoner Jesus 420. Of course, all information on the show, audio, podcasts, social media links, sponsor banners, and more. StonerJesus.net. Go check that shit out. Celebrating 10 years on Twitter was 10 years ago today. I decided to join the old Twitter. The old Twitter machine. That's brought so much joy and love and pain and loss. All that stuff. <laughs> very dramatic stuff. As I, in my own way, try to make it more dramatic than it actually is because it's really just a social media network. But we've met a lot of people. We brought a lot of people to the show. It has been amazing in that way. Before we get to some videos and stuff that's going on in pop culture, I want to take this moment to tell you some things that I've learned from Twitter, myself and some things that St. Pierre learned, that he told me over the years that he learned from Twitter. All of that. Ten things, ten years, ten things I learned from Twitter. You get it. It's a theme. In any case. Ten things I learned from Twitter. One thing I learned from Twitter, some people are not even tolerable in small doses. It's true. Twitter, if the nice little compact tweets, if there's enough of them, they really just give you a kind of a visceral reaction. It's uh, it's enough. It's enough. I, I mean, I, there's lots of examples of this. One, one of the perfect examples is celebrities who have given over their entire Twitter account to just whining about something that Trump did. It's all of it. Certain celebrities. They they barely even some of them don't even find time to promote their shit. They they just don't. They just every tweet is about Trump. Trump did this. Trump's in, about to be impeached. Trump's a fucking piece of shit. All of that, which if that's what you feel, that's great, by all means. But every single tweet is about Trump, and you know they're sitting there on their on their phones. You're like, oh man, I'm just oh, I'm fucking changing the world. Oh. Oh, God, I'm having thumb orgasms. I'm changing the fucking world. Yes. Yes. 2,800 likes, bitch. Ah, yeah. Fucking take that, Trump. <laughs> Listen, I get it. I've been on Twitter 10 years. I understand. I understand. You just want to like, oh, I'm going to tweet the fuck out of that motherfucker. Ah. Aren't you? In the end, who is really winning that battle? Who is being consumed by someone and devoting their entire social media existence on a platform to that person? 
It's very odd. It's just very odd. I don't know. Question in the chat room. Uh, was Jesus black? Black Jesus was black. We have tons. I got tons of clips of black Jesus. Uh, I could play one. Maybe I'll play one during the break. I don't know. And, and just in uh, just your, yeah, like VDJ says, I know black Jesus. We've had tons of shit. We've done tons of interviews. And he did traffic for a little while on here. And he used to do like a segment. Black Jesus was all over the place. We had the, the time that black Jesus was on Cops. I may find that and dig it up and play it during the next commercial break. Uh, black Jesus on Cops, which as you can imagine... <laughs> It didn't turn out well because he's black, right? Am I right? In any case, we continue with 10 things I learned from Twitter. So this next one is the one I just kind of mentioned. People, especially like a celebrity, a celebrity with like 2 million followers, they'll say something they think is just witty and profound. They'll get 3,000 likes and they'll think that is the greatest fucking thing it's ever happened. First of all, it's 3,000 likes out of their 2 million followers. But it's also, in a grand scheme of things, even if you're at a concert hall with 2,000 people applauding, is it really that many people? It's really not. It's really easy for us to get kind of caught up in what we're doing. And a lot of people like it. And we think, oh, man, I just fucking... Well, it's like the phrase, break the internet. You're not actually breaking the internet, but that's the hyperbole that goes behind it. Oh, you know, I fucking popped a titty out there. I broke the fucking internet. Now people, a lot of people just saw the titty. That's great. I love titties. Show your titties. Pop titties out all over the place. I don't care. But you didn't break shit. Shit has not been broken. What would break the internet? Oh, uh, I don't know. A fucking asteroid? A nuclear holocaust? Something along those lines? Not your titty, honey. Your titty didn't break shit. <laughs> My titty. My titty broke the internet. Look at it. <laughs> Holy shit. Moving on. You see a lot on Twitter, by the way. The combination of boredom, free time, and an internet connection. Gives people all kinds of fucking delusions. Like, they're just, well, like I've already said, changing the world. They're saying something profound. Uh, like, people are going to collect their tweets in, like, a quote book that people are going to be reading 500 years from now. They're not. They're not. I've tweeted like 120,000 times. You know how many have been memorable? Uh, like six? I don't know. I, I might be just being generous. It may be less than six. And sadly, there are zero tweets of me popping my titty out. What the fuck? How, how's this, how is history going to judge me? When they look back on my production on Twitter. It's not going to be kind. I can tell you that. Another thing I realized, and this may seem self-explanatory, this may seem self-evident, I don't give a fuck. Twitter brought it home. And that is the fact that most people have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Yeah, that's right. They'll hear somebody on MSNBC or Fox News. They'll, uh, they'll see a fucking four-minute clip on YouTube of a two-and-a-half-hour documentary. And they'll spout some shit on Twitter. And they'll think, wow, I just killed that shit. I spent five minutes researching this. I look like an expert to people following me on Twitter. But you don't. You have no fucking idea what you're talking about. It'd be like if I got on Twitter and just started talking about cars. If I started talking about the intricacies of the internal combustion engine on Twitter. Because I spent two minutes reading a fucking Chilton manual or something. That's what that would be like. If I was like started talking about carburetors. 
a fucking 18 tweet thread about a six minute YouTube clip I watched about a motherfucker working on a carburetor. Does that mean I don't know about carburetors? Of course not. I have no fucking idea. Do you trust me if you had a car with a carburetor to work on it? Of course you wouldn't. Not unless you're an idiot. Totally unrelated. I am available for carburetor repairs. Let me call. And most people have no fucking idea what they're talking about. And it's really and Twitter kind of highlights it. Because you can write big long dumbass threads on Facebook and people look at it and say, I'm not gonna read that shit. But you write something short and stupid on Twitter, people are gonna look at it and be like, Boy, that was stupid. They won't give any points for the shortness. They'll just notice the stupidity of it. Continuing. Ten things I learned from Twitter. There are many different subsets of Twitter. Is another thing I learned. There's black Twitter and fat Twitter and skinny Twitter and Nazi Twitter and, um, you know, uh, donkey punch Twitter. There's all kinds of different Twitters. The worst Twitter is what mo people refer to as actually Twitter. You'll see somebody tweet something. And maybe they couldn't fit all the nuance of it into like a single tweet. And the commenters on the tweet, the replies to the tweet, will just start picking that shit apart. Actually, I know this is right, and you're a fucking moron. Actually, you said that wrong. You should have said it this way. Actually, there's too many fucking words for what you wanted to say. You should have kept it shorter. And the speech police are rampant on Twitter. I saw someone the other day say uh, that you can't say you're not racist. You should not say that you're not racist. Like if I were to come on here and say I'm not racist, that person would say you shouldn't have said that. I, I, I'm at a loss. What should I say instead? Black people like watermelons. Is that better? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I can't say I'm not racist. Which, by the way, I'm not. If you spend any time around white trash, you lose all delusions of the inherent uh, superiority of the white race. There's no superiority. That's what racism is. Thinking one race is better than another race for uh, no fucking reason other than that's just who they are. It's dumb. I don't subscribe to that. But according to some people, you shouldn't say that. I don't, I don't understand. We can't say good things anymore. So many good things. Like, I like big tits. I like big tits. That's a great thing. You know how many people would be offended if I said to them I like big tits? Millions. The answer is millions. Millions of people would be aghast. Aghast, mind you, if I told them I like big titties. But it's a good thing. It's not saying that you're a piece of shit if you have small titties or if you have no titties at all. If you're, you lost your titties in surgery or you get breast cancer or uh, they just fell off one day, whatever. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just a statement of fact about a good thing, but it's offensive to some people. So, hey, fuck me. Fuck me and my love of big titties and the fact that I'm not a racist. I think that makes me a good person. I do. I submit that not being a racist and liking big titties qualify me as a good person. You may disagree. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's my show. So, too bad. <laughs> you are SOL, as they say, shit out of luck. Now, oh no, one more. Um, another thing that seems self-evident that you really learn from, learn from Twitter is that the, the overlap between people who 
have short attention spans and the people who miss a lot of shit is almost complete. Just missing shit is almost always because you didn't pay enough attention to it. It, when I say almost always, I'm talking 99.9% of the time you miss something, whether it's a tweet or a fucking movie or whatever, simply because you're not paying attention. That's it. That's why people with short attention spans, they miss a lot. You shut up, shut up, stop talking, listen, listen, pay attention, devote your energies to something for 30 seconds. Just, just absorb yourself with it. What this person's saying, whether they're right or wrong or whatever, just take it in. Take it in. Then you can make up your own mind. But if you're missing all kinds of shit, you have no idea what's going on. You don't know. You walked into a movie 45 minutes uh, after it started, and then two minutes in, you're already bored, and you were looking at your fucking phone, and at the end of the movie, someone says, hey, what was the movie like? You don't know. You have no idea. You missed it. And you wasted your time because uh, you can be looking at your phone somewhere else. <laughs> Why are you doing it in a the movie theater? You fucking asshole. Now, that's six things I learned from Twitter. To round out the ten, I put in four things that St. Peter, who has not been here for a long time, he did leave us a voicemail last week. He's, uh, uh, I, 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 can't, I don't know how to describe what he is. He's, he's a changed man. He's left a few voicemails uh, attesting to this fact. Go check out last week's show. If you want to hear the new voicemail from St. Peter, this is some of the things he would say to me over the years about what he learned from Twitter. And yes, St. Peter spent a lot of time here. He contributed a lot to the show, so I wanted to include him in this. One of the things that St. Peter learned from Twitter is you cannot pay hookers with retweets. If he said that once, he said that at least four times. You can't pay hookers with retweets. He also said that, quote, Twitter celebrity sidekick kick, end quote, fits perfectly on a business card. I took that to mean that he put that on business cards, but I never saw one. But I had to assume because that's all he would ever say. Twitter celebrity sidekick. Another thing St. Peter learned from Twitter in 10 years, at least in my 10 years, Twitter has the best website design for snorting pills off of a tablet. I don't quite know what that means. I'm 90% sure that it's a pleasant website background on a tablet to gaze at as you have a straw up your nose and you're snorting pills off of the surface. I could be wrong, but I think I'm not. I think I'm correct. So, big ups to Twitter. Another thing that uh, St. Pierre said all the time, this is the thing he said about Twitter most of the time, if you take the W out of Twitter, it becomes titter. And then he would laugh. He would titter, if you will. It's 10 things that I and St. Pierre learned from Twitter. Celebrating 10 years on Twitter, the Standard Jesus Show, chapter 2, verse 20. <laughs> Live on Twitter on Periscope, at Standard Jesus. 420. Go check out standardjesus.net for all information on the show. What I say I was going to play during the break? God damn it. Black Jesus. Yes. Black Jesus. I'll find some Black Jesus. I'll find Black Jesus on Cops. I'll play it during the break. You'll love it because it was awesome. And because 
I was gonna say it had a happy ending, but is it the ending's decent? I don't know. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it for you all. You just know that it's coming. Stoner Jesus show. Coming up, we're also gonna talk about uh the Jesse Smollett guy, who again I had no idea who this guy was before any all this went down. Also, the racist motherfuckers who won't copyright the Carlton dance and El Chapo. El Chapo. All that's coming up. Sir and Jesus show live chapter two, verse 20. We'll be back, bitch. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, my children. Stoner Jesus here to tell you about another great sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show, NextBardo.com. Check out that headshot banner on StonerJesus.net. They don't have just glass. They have a full line of smoking products, including wood pipes, metal pipes, roll-your-own supplies, pouches, storage, grinders, dab bricks, water pipes, vaporizers, and more. An amazing variety. Check out NextBardo.com. That's N-E-X-T-B-A-R-D-O. Dot com, or simply click their banner on stonerjesus.net to check them out. There's free shipping on all domestic orders over $20 and free shipping and a free gift with orders over $50. They offer worldwide shipping. Make sure you use discount code STONERJESUS. That's all one word, STONERJESUS, to get 10% off your first order at nextbardo.com. 21 and older, please. Click that headshot banner on stonerjesus.net. Make sure you use discount code STONERJESUS. Stoner Jesus, all one word, and get 10% off your first order at Next Bardo. Check them out, another awesome sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show. Welcome back, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show Live. Thanks to everybody listening live and on podcasts, whether it's on stonerjesus.net or elsewhere. It's time now for another St. Peter infomercial. Or another Stoner Jesus infomercial, rather, yeah. for a St. Peter yeah. product. Unfortunately, right. I have to open St. Peter's microphone. Yep. And unfortunately, on, I have to do this. On the mic. Because if you don't know, uh, I will tell you that St. Peter doesn't get paid by yeah. the show. It's bullshit. But it is, it is in, in his contract that he will get uh, periodic specials and also these infomercials when he's trying to sell something yeah. awful and trying to no, scam people. No, no, Jesus, no. And, um, Sorry, no. trying to sell something wonderful and not trying to scam people. That's better. Tonight, jumping on the bandwagon, you see all these car insurance commercials everywhere. Yeah, it sure All the times so now. St. Peter is bringing forth his own car insurance. It's just St. Peter's car insurance. There's no witty name. Like no, no. Insurance in your anus or no shit like that. Oh, insurance in your anus actually sounds pretty no, good, yeah. uh, Jesus. Can I use that? You can't use that, by the way. What? Oh, if I say it on the good. show, it's copyrighted. Insurance in your anus. No, it's mine. If I ever want to do insurance coming up. I want it now. Here's the thing I don't understand, Peter. I want that insurance in your anus. Insurance companies have a lot of money, and it costs a lot yeah. of money when you have to pay out insurance claims. Say someone uh, gets in a car accident, uh, and what? you need to pay their claim under uh, the tide, under the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the bullet points or whatever I, of the agreement. I don't understand, and, Jesus. I don't understand what you're talking about. A claim. Claim, yeah. What's that? An insurance claim. What? If someone gets, files a claim and they need you to pay them money, that's the reason they get insurance. Uh, they need ins- I'm not following, man. I'm not following at all, you, Jesus. Well, do you have any money? I mean, you have any money? Like, you know, 
Because if someone needs a claim, then you're going to need money to pay the claim. Well, they, they send me the money. They send me the money. True. They they send you the money. Yeah. But, see, what they you got to pay the claim if a claim happens. No, I don't know what that is. Or else you don't have a viable insurance business. No, no. I put the commercial on TV, and then they send me money. And they send me money, for, and then I, I have money. It's a claim, man. It's a claim. If you, what, they get what a car claim? Wreck, what claim? What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? So you Jesus? don't have any money? No, they're supposed to send me the money. They don't okay. know what a claim is, what you're okay. talking about. Do you even about, know how dude? insurance works? Yeah, they put the commercials on the TV. I just said it. And then they send me money. Then how's it over with Then I have money. Okay. That's how I, it works. I should have seen this coming. What's wrong with you, I Jesus? I really should have seen this coming. Seen what coming? Send me money. Is there is there a phone number or anything? I was thinking like one eight 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 insurance in your anus or anus insurance. No, like you that. can't. You can't use that. You can't yeah, use that. I like it. I'm, it's already mine. It's mine. I know. I want to use it now. You don't even know it. how insurance works or anything. What are you yeah, doing? They send me money. I then I have money. That's how it works. Uh, this is stupid. This is stupid. Oh my God! You're stupid. No, you're stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. How do you think? Stupid. Dumb, dumb, Where stupid. do you think the, the, all the money comes from? They got to pay the, the claims. People send me the fucking money, dumbass. Okay, that's okay, that's, money. that's enough, that's enough. I'm, I'm done, I'm done. Shut up, shut you up. You stupid Just motherfucker. Turn, your turn my shut fucking up. shit off, mother. God. How did I not see that you would not know how insurance even works? I saw this St. Peter car insurance. I'm thinking to myself before the show started, car insurance? Don't car insurance companies have money? St. Peter doesn't have any money. I look at St. Peter. I'm looking at you right now. I can tell you have no money. You, this is just a vibe that comes off of you like a stench almost. Or maybe it is a stench. It's a stench of living in the basement and not bathing and not having any money. Anyway, sorry, everybody. I feel like most of the shows nowadays are just me apologizing for shit that St. Peter did. Anyway, St. Peter's car insurance... Don't don't bother calling that number. It doesn't even exist. The car insurance doesn't exist. Don't send St. Peter any money because he will not pay your car insurance claim if something happens. Sarah and Jesus Show Live. We will return with St. Peter's microphone silenced after this. Stay tuned. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com.
Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the second annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 2nd and 3rd at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for another can't-miss event. Sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on demand. Only on CannabisRadio.com. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Yes, Stoner Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 20. We're live on Twitter and Periscope at Stoner Jesus 420. We are celebrating 10 years on Twitter. It was 10 years ago today that I joined the old Twitter. And after that, of course, things were never the same. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out in the uh, chat area on Periscope. Talking about boobies earlier, Twitter has been a great place for boobies, you know. If you want to tweet your boobies at me, by all means, ask Stoner Jesus 420. Tweet away. If you want to put them in DMs, you want to email them, Stoner Jesus 420 at Gmail, whatever. Whatever. Twitter's been a place of, of lovely boobies for so many years. It's really one of the, the great things. And as I mentioned in the previous segment, I'm not a racist and I love boobies. Big, big titties. What do you want me to say? That's it, man. It's a whole fucking story. Speaking of this whole story, a weird story, this Jussie Smollett guy had no idea who this guy was. None before all this happened. Many of you have probably heard the story at this point of what's going on. Uh, well, let's, uh, for those of you who haven't, let's get caught begin up. tonight with the breaking news as we come on the air, the major developments in the alleged attack on actor Jussie Smollett. Sources now telling ABC News police are investigating whether Smollett made the whole story up and they urgently want to speak to him. And that new information has shifted the trajectory of their probe. Officials today letting go of the two men first spotted on surveillance images, saying they are no longer potential suspects. 
Here's ABC's Ariel Reshef with the new details just coming in. They changed the trajectory of their probe. That's that's what I did with your mom last night. Huh? I, ch I changed the trajectory of the probe. Come on. In a bombshell twist, tonight Chicago police now investigating whether Empire star Jussie Smollett may have orchestrated a hoax, enlisting two men to purchase a noose and feign a homophobic attack. Then I look down and I see that there's a rope around my neck. Police telling ABC News they want to talk to Smollett urgently after interrogating. Okay, where, first of all, where the fuck do you buy a noose? Where do you go to buy a noose? Don't you just buy rope and tie it into a noose? Can you go to a hardware store and buy a noose? Is that a thing? I don't think it is. We know. We know. We have a receipt for you buying this noose. Where? Uh, KKK Mart? Noose? No, they bought rope. They tied it in a circle. Anyway, continue. Gating and releasing the two men seen in this grainy surveillance image. According to sources, the brothers were shown evidence they bought the rope found around Smollett's neck, agreeing to cooperate once confronted with battery and hate crime charges. Did Justice Smollett had set this up? You know, there's there's still a lot of moving parts to this, so I am here for my clients, and uh, I had a job to do specifically for them. By the way. If this is true, this guy, and it was fishy from day one. I mean, I was reading the tweets about it and the, the weird stuff that came out the first day. Like, he supposedly had all this happen to him after he got a Subway sandwich. And they, they have, like, surveillance video of him showing up at his house with the, still having, he still has the Subway sandwich. Just weird shit. If this is true, it's very bizarre. It's very unhinged. And we've seen this a lot, by the way, this, this, MAGA hat, MAGA Trump supporter bullshit. Listen, I got a lot of problems with Trump. And a lot of things people say about him is true. He's, speaking of unhinged, he's unhinged in a lot of ways. But there have been several stories now, several, maybe more than a dozen, where people who supposedly have some sort of hate crime happened to them. They were, you know, yeah, people yelled, this is MAGA country or some shit like that. It turns out it didn't happen. I know there was some woman who's claimed, Muslim woman claimed she was assaulted on the subway. They, it was, she was ended up being charged because it was false. There's been several stories like that. You can go, you can Google many stories. These stories have turned out to be false, like this one. And I don't understand it. First of all, if Trump's so bad as you think he is, she just let things play out. You have plenty of things to point at that says Trump is bad. Making up these things doesn't help because when there's turned out to be when they turn out to be wrong and fake and made up, that contributes to his entire narrative of the press is against him and they're making all this bullshit up. So then the stuff that is true, that seems made up too, because how can you, with all the shit that's being thrown around all day, every day, how can you differentiate between the two? You can't. All a lot of people see is just people uh, spreading bullshit. And maybe these people think, well, you know, if we fake these incidents and uh, we're still doing a good thing because it's still bringing attention to a real, what a real asshole and a fucking racist prick Trump is, and we're doing a service. But I don't think you're doing anybody a service with this kind of shit. You're just proving that you're kind of, I don't know, insane. It's insane to put all this together. This guy's an actor. He was on Empire or whatever. It's a big show, isn't it? Go, go to a fucking acting class, dude. Go to an audition. Go talk to your manager, your agent. Uh, go to a movie. This is what you choose to do with your time. 
hire two guys to tie a rope in a noose and beat you up and pour shit on you and put a noose around your neck? Quote, unquote, maybe, maybe not. Weird fucking shit, man. I'm so, I'm not part of uh, Jesse's defense. High-profile criminal defense attorney Michael Monaco saying he's been hired by Smollett. Monaco has also represented Michael Cohen, President Trump's former fixer. I think that what people need to hear is just the truth. Those brothers in the surveillance video arrested Wednesday upon landing at the truth. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> at O'Hare Airport from Nigeria, questioned by detectives as their home was raided, computers and cell phones seized. It's a little known fact that most MAGA-loving white supremacists come from Nigeria. Authorities looking at their phone records to figure out if they spoke to or saw Smollett the night of the alleged incident. Police saying the men have a relationship with Smollett, one of them appearing as an extra on Empire. Detectives telling ABC they have not found video evidence of anyone else at the scene. Smollett not yet commenting on the new developments, but in an interview with our Robin Roberts you know this week, saying? the actor no. slamming those casting doubt on his I'm story. Who the f would make something like this up or add <laughs> something to it or or whatever it may be? I can't I can't even I'm an advocate for slamming those what casting was that? doubt on his I'm story. Who the f would make something like this up or add something to it or or whatever it may be? I can't. I can't even, I'm an advocate. I can't even. All right, Ariel Reshef joins I us now live even. on set. Now, Ariel Smollett had told our Robin Roberts that he believed the men in those surveillance images were the men who attacked him. Police have now released those men. What do we know about the police's attempt to reach Smollett now? Well, Tom, Chicago police say after the interrogation of those two men, they contacted Smollett's attorneys for a meeting, and they tell us they said, quote, we have made our intentions clear. They say they're now waiting to hear from Smollett's attorneys. All right, details are still coming in. Ariel, thanks for that new reporting. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos. There we go. It's very, so, so very, very odd. How to end? I don't know. It's um, it's weird shit. Yes, VDJ says uh, kids these days are lazy and stupid, and she's right. Uh, Twitter lets you rate uh, dick pics, and Facebook is just a big old bitch about it. Cocks and boobies. Twitter's cool with it. Twitter's down with it. They're down with that shit. Don't even trip, dog. Don't even trip. Twitter's got you. Now, as we continue with two black people and a Mexican, we talked about the first black person. Now, the second black person. And this story, more than anything else, really peels away the layers of the insidious nature of racism, institutional racism. Shocking. The popular dance known as the Carlton cannot be copyrighted. The new ruling by the U.S. Copyright Office is a defeat for actor Alfonso Rivero. Racist. Who originated the moves on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 1991 and brought it back to life on Dancing with the Stars. Copyright Office is saying the dance isn't elaborate enough to let Ribeiro own it and prevent others from having fun doing it. As was done by the owners of the video game Fortnite, which has a character doing the Carlton. 
Listen, if you were one of those people that doubted the very nature of institutional racism, well, now you know, motherfucker. Now you know. Racist pricks, the Copyright Office, aren't going to give Carlton his dance. Letting people steal from the black man. Rob him of what he has earned, which is, is his residuals, son. His motherfucking residuals for the Carlton dance. It's odd, though. That they say it's not complex enough to copyright. It's a definitive dance. Anybody starts doing it, you know exactly where it came from. Immediately. Like when you do the Macarena. People say it's from that song, the Macarena. When people start doing that dance, it's immediately known that it's from Carlton on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's the dance he did. Weird. It's, it's odd. <laughs> how, how elaborate does the dance need to be? If it's elaborate enough for someone to recognize it immediately. Immediately recognizable. That doesn't rise to the level. Which, again, it can only mean one thing. Fucking racist. Fucking honky cracker, white bread, pasty-faced motherfuckers. I got, I'm so fucking worked up, I fucked up my graphic. That's how fucking pissed off I am. I almost lost my fucking headphones. These racist motherfuckers. Keeping Carlton down. The man. The man. His thumb. On Carlton. Now, our final story on two black people and a Mexican. The Mexican. The most notorious drug kingpin in the world is going away for life. Today, a federal jury in Brooklyn convicted Joaquin Guzman, better known to the world as El Chapo, on all 10 counts of his indictment. El Chapo! Engaging in a continuing criminal enterprise, conspiracy to manufacture and distribute cocaine, heroin, meth, and weed, firearms charges, and conspiracy to launder drug money. The trial went forward under near lockdown, and that makes sense. Wherever Chapo goes, violence follows. And wherever he's imprisoned, he tends to escape. Inside the courtroom, prosecutors from the Eastern District of New York offered a staggering range of evidence, including wiretap phone calls, intercepted text messages, and Chapo's own handwritten notes. So it wasn't surprising that the jury found him guilty. What was surprising was that it took them so long. Six days of deliberations. Part of the delay may have just been that the jury wanted to be thorough with such a complicated case and so much evidence. But the other factor is that count one of his indictment was incredibly complicated, with 27 different violations for the jury to consider. He was presumed guilty. This was not a case where we had a defendant presumed innocent. He was presumed guilty. I don't blame... Chapo's defense lawyers tried to frame the government's case as a personal crusade against a popular villain. And they said afterwards that the case was tried in the media. Why did you take it if you knew it was a losing case? You know what, maybe I'm just a fool. And, and I feel that in America, I don't get to choose my clients all the time. Maybe I have I'm to, to take people as I see them, and I have to maybe fight to the I'm death for people that perhaps other people don't want to fight for. And, and I'm proud of that. El Chapo. I was in the courtroom for almost all 44 days of the trial, and it was usually a circus. Reporters were lining up as early as 2 a.m. in freezing temperatures and snowstorms to get one of the coveted seats inside the courtroom. In the end, there were some legal nuances. The jury asked to review test. Check out, check out that drawing work. Check out that animation. Is that what El Chapo looks like now? Does he look like the penguin from Batman? 
<laughs> that is some boy. That's some fucking Jane Rosenberg. I give her credit right there. Jane Rosenberg. I guess drew those court pictures. Way to go. That's some really good shit. Testimony from more than a half dozen witnesses. And you won't get me, Batman. For a while there, it looked like the government's slam dunk case might be falling apart. But then, just after news today, the jury sent word that they had reached a verdict. And the government got one of its biggest victories, and maybe its only victory, in the war on drugs that it always seems to be losing. This conviction is a victory for the American people who has suffered so long and so much while Guzman made billions pouring poison over our southern border. Chapa looked stunned as the verdict was read. He turned and locked eyes with his wife. He looks stunned. <laughs> That's El Chapo's stunned look in court. <laughs> I'm stunned. Look at me. Flash him a thumbs up. <laughs> That's his Who, <laughs> If that picture is any in any way accurate, has some, ma had some major plastic surgery on her face. Look at him. That man right there, he looks like he has won the Super Bowl when he's going to Disneyland. Instead of some guy who was just sentenced or just convicted of what's going to put him in life, uh, in prison for life. Look at him. And fought back tears as he was escorted out of the courtroom. Chapo won't be sentenced until June, <laughs> but we already know that he's going to get life with no parole because it's a mandatory sentence oh, under shit. count one of his indictment. Chapo's lawyers say they're going to appeal the conviction, but that's probably not going to succeed. He's almost certainly going to spend the rest of his days at ADX Florence, a federal supermax prison in Colorado known as the Alcatraz of the Rockies. The prison already houses another powerful Mexican drug kingpin, along with spies, terrorists, and gang leaders. Inmates at Florence are isolated from each other in solitary confinement, and they have limited contact with the outside world. No prisoner has ever escaped. But then again, they never had an inmate quite like El Chapo. Ooh. Some dramatic shit, son. El Chapo. They never heard a guy like El Chapo there. Anyway, so we'll see if he escapes. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> run, run, El Chapo, run. The Alcatraz of the Rockies doesn't even make any sense. Alcatraz was what it was because it was surrounded by water. This is a mountain. It's a, it's a prison in a mountain. I don't know. I guess it really doesn't matter. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the show. Yes, VDJ, it does feel like old times. Because, uh, it is. It's a celebration. Greatness. Of sorts, maybe, kind of, sort of. Yes, yes, greatness. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. Chapter 2, verse 20 of the Stoner Jesus Show. Make sure you check out stonerjesus.net. Keep spreading the word about SternJesus.net. Follow us on all the social media. Check me out on my other shows. We do Cannabis News five days a week. We do the High Noon Hemp Show every Wednesday on Facebook. And of course, the Stoner Jesus Show. Always here for you. I told you earlier I was going to play Black Jesus on Cops, but I forgot that if I try to upload something on this while I'm streaming live, it tends to have a negative effect. It may have brought down the whole stream. It wasn't worth all that. So... Here we are. Thank you all for checking us out. Thank you, Henny Brian. You were awesome as well. You're all awesome. If you missed any of the live streams, go check them out on Periscope. 
follow us on Periscope, get the notifications, all that shit, at StonerJesus420. Next time we'll see you will probably be uh, the 26th. We'll be celebrating eight years of podcasts on StonerJesus.net. It will be awesome. Thanks everybody for listening and watching and all that bullshit. As always, peace, bitches. Ah.